Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Here I Do. I'm Tania. And I'm Ashley, as always. And today we are interviewing Ashley, my co host, and her fiance, soon to be husband, in about 10 days, Edwin. And you all have heard Edwin on the podcast before, but I'm going to have you all go ahead and introduce yourselves like they don't already know you both. But hey, this is just a formality, basically. So go ahead and introduce yourselves. You go first, Ed. They know me. Okay. Hi, my name is Ed, as Tania said, a previous auxiliary co-host of Few I Do and current fiance of the other host of Few I Do and excited to talk about what has got us to this process and what's coming up in the future. And yeah, um, I'm the co-host of this show and <laughs> like talked about how wedding planning and weddings have gone for um, me in a while, mostly because of COVID and there are just way more interesting people to talk to and things to talk about. But now, you know, as we're getting closer, we're like, you know what, let's, let's do this episode. So I'm excited to be a guest on the show, but also a host at the same time. This is This is going to be so much fun, y'all, because I'm going to be the host and I'm going to be the one talking and asking the questions. Yay! So, um, Ashley does not know what questions I will be asking. Um, Well, both Ashley and Ed do not know the questions I'll be asking. But before we begin, we are going to play a game of this or that. I am not going to explain the game (laughs) because you all should know, especially if you are avid listeners of Who I Do, then you all should know it's in between this or that. So usually Ashley comes up with a this or that, but this week I am in charge. So monogram champagne flutes or a monogram charcuterie board. Ooh. Um, this is for both of you all. I would say maybe the charcuterie board because that's a little bit more unique than the flutes. Okay. And I would go with the flutes because I think you get a little more use out of that. Okay. All right. So a pre-seasoned cast iron skillet or a la crusette. I'm pretty sure I'm pronouncing that incorrectly, but a la crusette round Dutch oven. That one, because it's expensive. <laughs> and once again, I would go with the preseason cast iron skillet because it's something you actually use on a frequent basis. You can make Dutch oven meals like as often as you want. You but yeah, if we're talking about like just items to put on the registry, I'm going to put the item on the registry that I want you to buy, not the one that I could buy myself. And I just focus on the one I would use the most. Okay, that makes sense. A craft beer club membership or a wine club membership. Mm. Well, I already know what he's going to. Well, who knows? Mm-hmm. Actually, so <laughs> I can't drink alcohol. So whatever one Ed wants, and I can't drink, so I'll say both. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, and why do you say both? Well, I think of those two drinks as for different occasions, but. Similar enthusiasm concepts, whereas wine, you have your classic evening aesthetic, where it's your higher brow event, your after five attire, your your suit and a booted dress of the nines, and you have your Chardonnays and your tannins and your notes of aromas and things like that, your mouthfeel. 
Whereas with beer, it's a little bit more social. It's your more everyman. It's where you're trying to, you know, have a broad appeal. You can have that Sunday or Saturday when you're watching the game or if you're trying to just tie one on at the end of the day. And you know, craft beer has kind of built a local loyalty to it where you have a lot of breweries can be in your neighborhood, if not your city. So I think that's pretty cool. And it's something that I've always had a passion about. So definitely like to stay plugged into that as long as I could. All right. Okay. You didn't expect all that, did you? No, I, no, I didn't. I can't prepare. <laughs> yeah, you talk about the notes and, you know, you uh, know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, all right, so Atlanta Falcon tickets or Jacksonville Jaguar tickets? Atlanta, because we live here. Yeah, and I'm I'm done with the Jags hurting me. So I'm gonna Are you really? <laughs> <laughs> uh, me and the me and the Jags are on the outs right now, so I'll, I'll take the Falcons. But you're not a hundred percent out. I'll say ninety nine and a half. <laughs> yeah, but like you haven't found another team to root for. I don't have to rush into it. I want to see some other teams. Take, I should feel I should feel the same way, but I'm not. They, they don't try to break your heart, though. Do you think the Jags try to break yes. yours? They make conscious choices to not be competitive by the players they don't pay, by the coaches they hire or don't hire. Yeah, that's right. So. Y'all's um front office is a little more janky. They're cheap. Yeah, that's the problem. You know, I'm hoping for this week for so. a win. It's it's yeah. Preseason. Gosh. Did you watch the game on <laughs> Sunday? So, I know I didn't watch it, but I had the highlights coming to my phone. And I was like, all right, you know, like they were like 16 points ahead. And I was like, okay, come on, Falcons. And then, you <laughs> yeah. know, yeah, we won't, we won't get into the end, but, you know. <sighs> it's, uh, it's the way you know football season is back <laughs> when Fair. the Falcons begin to disappoint you. <laughs> 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 oh. Uh, anyways, all right. I won't quit, but anyway, yeah. Is it time for an ad? No, I'm not done yet. Oh. Who's hosting the show? I, exactly. Thank you, Ed. See, you know what? I got someone on my team this, this evening. <laughs> Ashley is always trying to come for me. All right. Since you two recently purchased a home, congratulations, by the way. Thank, Thank you. you. Money towards a home renovation or an all-paid vacation package to your hand-picked destination post-COVID? All paid. That's kind of hard. It is. Um, trying to think of, like, one of the things. I feel like there's two home renovations that come mm-hmm. to mind. And I'm like, if we did that versus this vacation. I think this is going to sound probably bad. I don't know. I'm going to go with the home renovation just because kind of similar to how Ed was thinking of the cast iron mm-hmm. and all the things earlier. It's like, you'll get more use out of it. It's more functional. It's something that will last you longer versus like if we go somewhere for like a week or however long, that's just that moment in time. And then it's over and then you come back and then I still don't have like a full bath in the basement. Yeah. And <laughs> Add on to that, I picked the same thing. And with that renovation, you might improve the value of your home. So Ooh. when you do sell, that's more money for vacations. That's the Nia type of answer. <laughs> it is. It is. That well, one. Yes. See? Okay. So, um, well, that was fun. <laughs> um, we are going to take a short break to listen to myself. And then we'll be back. All right. 
Ashley and I would love for you to go to iTunes after you listen to this episode, of course, and let us know how much you love us or offer us some feedback. We would really appreciate that and that would help us out a lot. We wish you all much love and success. Now let's get back into this episode. And we are back. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We have had several guests on the show thus far. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we have heard from many brides and grooms. And so this evening, we'll be talking to Ashley and Edwin, as I stated before. And I base these questions off of our past episodes. Um, Some of these questions you'll be hearing, you know, or like you've heard these questions before, but we've never heard Ashley answer these questions um, personally. So many of you know that she's getting married, 10, 10, 20. Um, Again, 10 days. Are y'all excited? Is it really 10 days or is it 11? It is 10 days. I actually pulled up a tracker um, or, or, or actually a countdown. It's 10 days, five hours and 26 minutes and eight seconds. Thank you very much. Okay. And the only reason I really asked is because like Target tells me one thing, but um, wedding wire, the not whatever app I have on my phone says another like they're all oh, you know what i didn't put in the time i just put in 10 10 20 so you know and that so, could be it too that's fair. oh well yeah oh well by the time but, this airs exactly. yeah 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 by the time this airs um you all will be closer to the date so let's get to know a little bit about ashley and edwin all right so when and how did you both meet so we became aware of each other's existence uh, via <laughs> an app called Tinder. And this was, I don't know if anybody's not familiar with it, but it's an app where you swipe left or right based on your interest in people. And I was interested. So I swiped right. And she was interested too, obviously. So she did as well. And so we had a chance to connect and had a series of short text exchange conversations, got to know each other, what we liked, what we didn't like. I'll, she may be able to explain in more detail, but I think my bio was very key in what uh, helped get her interested beyond the pictures, obviously. But the bio itself was a bit straight to the point, and I think it's held true throughout our relationship. So it helped natural conversation starter and got some insight into who we are as people and how we were alike and how we were different in ways that were interesting to each other. So that started a series of conversations. Right, via text that led to phone calls, that led to meeting in person, that led to dates, that led to a house purchase, that led to a marriage. She asked one question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what answer? <laughs> but you know what, Ashley? Let him do him, okay? I am, but he just knows this is how I am. Mm. And he just... I, yeah, I don't even... Yeah, I'm, I'm good. I'm, just, I'm, I'm still rolling. I ain't... Yeah. yeah. Ain't oh, yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> <laughs> had haters, so you can't let people break it down. Exactly. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Figure that out. Hey. <laughs> I'm your hater. So yes, comma, I am your hater. Oh, okay. But you know what? I've always prayed that Ashley would find someone who can stand her. You know, because... <laughs> stand? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Oh. Because there's times when I can't stand you, Ashley. Oh, my gosh. That's okay. And likewise, <laughs> it all started yeah. with that trip to Miami in 2015. And we are moving on. So, Ashley, <laughs> um, 
how did you enjoy your first date? And did he plan it? And, or like, did you choose a place? Um, yeah, I, I, it was a great first date. I've never had a first date like that before. And luckily I will never have to have another first date again. Um, but, uh, yeah, it was a great date. He planned where we were going, which is this restaurant, um, in Decatur called Sprig. Um, he picked the location because he thought it was a midway point between him and I, uh, he was wrong, but the effort was definitely appreciated. It was close to right based on the information I had available at the time. Sure. <laughs> um, it was probably like 20 ish minutes from him and probably like 45 minutes for me, but it was fine. Like it was, it was cool. Cause I didn't have to go all the way into the city. Um, the restaurant was really, really good. Mm-hmm. New American cuisine. So definitely like something I'm into. Um, he knew that I really enjoyed, um, food because I was actively food blogging at the time. So, um, and this was a place I had never been to before. So it was great. Um, we had a wonderful conversation that like went all night long, literally to the point where the restaurant closed around us and yeah. we didn't even know, um, because we were just so like into the conversation and into each other. We weren't like looking at our phones or, you know, kind of like paying attention to anything else in the room which was definitely a great sign. So they basically told us like, you don't have to go home, but you do have to get out of here. Cause like at that point, the restaurant restaurant was like really closed. Like they had they had cleaned all, everything they, else. Yeah. They had, <laughs> but like, our table. Yeah. Like they had, they were basically like just waiting to clean our table and probably yeah. put our dishes up. And like, right. if they hadn't already and just go home, yeah. like they were at that point, they had given us super polite. Yes. Like a whole lot of like room to yeah. just like, figure out that the restaurant had closed and yeah so but they told us that there was a restaurant at the opposite end of the shopping center Mm -hmm. that was still open so if we wanted to go there you know we could do that so we decided to go there so on the patio because there were a few people sitting outside um it was a place that has like live music and stuff like that napoleon's group okay and so we went there and we were sitting outside. There are these big old roaches. I'm trying to like keep myself together because I'm like, child, I don't like when these roaches come too close. I'm going to have to take off. But um, we were, I mean, you know, handled it pretty well. Like we just continue to talk and talk and talk. And then we look up and like, there's nobody on the patio and the restaurant's about to close or had basically closed. Like the music had stopped playing. So it was like, dang, we shut down two restaurants in one night. Like, like at that point it was probably like one something in the morning my mom is blowing up my phone because she knows i went out on a date but i guess she would assume that i would be like on the way home by then um but i mean it was just like a really really great date and um you don't have too many opportunities where like you're enjoying the conversation so much that you were just completely oblivious to everything around you so that was a that was definitely a, a good sign. But, you know, dating in Atlanta ain't the best. So I was just like, I'm going to take this one date for what it is. I'm not going <laughs> to put the, what, the cart before the horse, you know, just. Mm-hmm. But it was a great date. It was okay. Tr- All right. So when did you know that she was the one, Ed? When did I know? I would say... It was a series of kind of revelations, not necessarily one point in time, but it was pretty early in uh, getting to know each other. I'd say probably 
inside of the first six months for sure. Just because, as she alluded to on our first date, the quality of conversations we had and the way it was kind of seamless and we just fell into it as if we had known each other for months or if not years. So that was something that stuck out to me and something that was unique. So that was a plus. And then as you start in those first few months, when you get to know each other and the things that are important to somebody, the friends they have, the family they have, things like that, you start to see where those things fall in their life and how they, what they prioritize and ultimately the type of person they are. Uh, those things kind of help you build your frame of what you expect of a person and what you know about them. And so as I learned more about her, I became more interested and really started to think that, and, and as people, we tend to try to frame what we want out of a partner. <laughs> and a lot of those things I said, I wanted, And as, as you mature, those, those lists kind of mature as well. Those things became very prevalent and noticeable early in our relationship, whether it was the priority placed on family, the, spirit in which you do things for others, the inherent spirit of giving, where you're not looking to share your talents for the benefit it could be for you, but looking to how to help other people sincerely. And that's something that I always take a particular shine towards and even friends. So to see that in somebody you're having a potential romantic relationship with, that was important to me as well. So to see all those things kind of come together, obviously outside of the physical attraction of being drawn to someone, putting those things together, and you start to build that series of observations, and then you're like, okay, this is somebody who has their stuff together, but also seems to be interested in pursuing more and being the best version of themselves going forward and continuing to get better at what that would look like. So all those things really came together. And then I would say if I had to point it to one individual at a time, it was probably the week of... My birth, our first, my birthday, the first time we spent my birthday together, we went to Hip Hop Trivia, and we won that night. I'm, I'm kind of kind of ill with trivia, but uh, hey. so we won, and we went back to my place because she drove, so she had a longer drive to the venue that hosted the event, and it just so happened to be um, the first time we said "I love you" to each other, and. It, you know, it just seemed like, you know, just the way she interacted with people who were close to me, you know, my sister and good friends at the time, and good friends to this day. And that was just a way to kind of put a exclamation point on a series of things I had seen and felt over that time. Okay. I love that. Ashley, how about you? Similar to what he said, um... I think it was probably, I mean, there were, I guess, like a series of different events. Um, but I think probably, so going a little bit past that, um, was when I had my tonsils taken out um, early 2017. And the fact that we hadn't been dating that long, but he did, he took the time off to go with me to the hospital. That was the first time he met my mom, um, sat with her while I was in surgery and the recovery. <clears throat> and um, was just generally, you know, he was just there, which really meant a lot for kind of like where I was at that time. And you know, the relationships I had in the past. Um, the fact that he took time off work, went there, 
came back home with us, you know, kind of like made sure everything was fine and um, didn't like just take off or, you know, send me a text. Let me know how the surgery went. Like just someone that was there. And even though that's like such a very small thing in, you know, sometimes in the grand scheme of life, it meant a lot. And it was just another thing that kind of, for me, like sealed in my mind, like, okay, this is the type of person he is. Um, He'll like stop what he's doing to make sure that the people he cares about are taken care of and are fine. So. I love that. Ed, you met Ashley's mom um, when she, like on the day of her surgery, right? How'd you feel meeting her mom? Like, were you nervous? Uh, we, We had had some conversations prior to that. Uh-huh. She's been very warm and receptive. So not, I guess I had enough of other focus on how Ashley was doing to not be so caught up in that meeting. And I, I think in general, I've been fortunate enough to, when I meet people that I'm dating, their parents, I had generally good experiences. And you just, you just try to be, you know, obviously how you respect like I was raised and just try to put your best foot forward. But given that there was, you know, something of significance going on outside of that, I just felt as though, you know, I, if that's the first time we meet, then we'll meet in that context. But it was not the front of my mind, but it was something that I hope was a positive uh, insight for her. Gotcha. How was it meeting her dad? I see. I went with your dad. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, uh, Morgan's pet. Ah, yes, yes. That was what? That, that was like summer, later. Spring? No, it was that same year. It was just like maybe April. Yeah. So that fall, the spring so, of 17. Yeah. yeah. So that was, that was cool. I mean, I guess, you know, the, the inherent substance is always, you know, when guys meet, you know, the father is different than meeting mom, you know. But similarly, I felt you know, pretty comfortable. He was, you know, pre- I've been a pretty uh, fun guy to interact with. And it was a good, good time. And it was, it was a, fu- a celebratory event anyway. So I think that helped as well. Yeah. And I always try to put a good foot forward anytime you're meeting somebody that's important to somebody you care about. So I felt pretty good about it. And I'd like to think you would say the same. All right. How about you, Ashley? How was it meeting his parents? So I met his dad first. Um, I want to say it was that same year, uh, like in May, Mm -hmm. because his dad came up um, for a wedding. Yes. And so we went to dinner and he was just like, his dad is so like, he is the center of attention. (laughs) And so um, just kind of like seeing this other side of like, okay, this is the, like, father. Like, this is the guy that raised him. Like, he was just, like, very, very nice, of course. Like, very entertaining, very funny. Like, I didn't feel awkward or weird. Kind of similar to what he said. It wasn't like, ooh, I'm meeting, you know, like, his dad. You know, like, I got to be nervous. He was just, like, very, very kind of, like, chill. And um, I definitely was like, oh, this is where his sister (laughs) (laughs) gets her like personality from but um i mean it was like it was really really like not nerve-wracking at all and then i want to say like maybe a month later Mm -hmm. i met his mom um when we went to savannah for father's day and that was that was like okay okay i see the full picture of like (laughs) the makeup of like the coffees and how like he is so much more kind of personality wise like his mom um but I still see the blend of both. Like, so it, 
for me was just more about like putting two and two together and everything made sense but they were both very very nice very welcoming I didn't feel like oh I'm you know like having to prove myself in front of them and I mean even now they're very the it's the same like I can't say anything has changed like they're the exact same people I met three years ago um which is rare because you know sometimes these mamas out here more so than the dads I feel like meeting dads is like you know they're cool they're just like oh okay you good people whatever but like meeting the mom sometimes it's like oh you know like whether he's a mama's boy or not like sometimes the moms have like they got to put on or something for some reason because I guess it's like this woman is essentially trying to take my place sort of kind of yeah and child don't make me think about your son like that's <laughs> what I <laughs> <laughs> like I did not ever like back in the day I didn't want to meet nobody's mama I didn't want to meet nobody's parents like to me that felt like a level of commitment I wasn't really trying to go that's towards rude. but you know like meeting his parents it was just like Oh, these are this, these the fam. This these are okay. These cool people. Yeah, I always say that it's very important that you know the parents like one another. You know, yeah, um, because that plays a huge part in your marriage. Granted, I'm not there yet, but I like that's something that's on like my list. You know, and like kids. when you start having kids. Yeah. Like all these moments that they're going to have to interact with each right. other. And it's like, you don't want it to be essentially like a pissing contest where. Exactly. Yeah. Or like one is just like, you know, because I am the mother of this one. Like, right. I don't feel like I have to be warm or receptive to the other side. And it's like, why? We're all family, exactly. obviously. So we might as all get along. And I'm, I'm grateful that all of our like, families seem to mix very well they're all very chill enough where they don't like have airs and they're not trying to like right put on yeah put on for the next like the other side or like right. you know trying to like you know like oh who who's so-and-so what's i gotta know more about them but like why everyone's just chill everyone <laughs> yeah yeah like you never want to pick sides yeah, like his our parents or our moms were texting before they actually met in person and it was just very like a good cordial like yeah. conversation it wasn't like a weird cordial it was like you know they were able to like to yeah connect. and so then when they met in person oh my gosh these two were just like sitting just chatting right. at the restaurant together just like they had known each other for a while so it was cute it was very cute oh yeah i love miss monica <laughs> <laughs> all right so now we're going to move into the proposal oh yeah how long were you all dating before you proposed ed before i actually proposed we had just we were just coming up on three years mm -hmm. okay and like did you ask her father for her hand in marriage like how was that whole process so funny enough actually i spoke with her mom first because her and her mom are very close and so New Year's Day of 2019, I was at their house and Ashley was upstairs sleeping in and her mom was cooking and I just happened to, you know, slide into the kitchen and uh, say, yeah, I got something to ask you. Like, okay, what's up? So, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, asking Ashley to marry me. So I, I asked for her blessing and I, it was important for me to do that because they're very close. And so 
she was very excited, as I would hope. And so that was awesome to get that ball rolling. So for me, that was kind of the kickstart in my mind to really get things rolling along. But even, you know, from my upbringing, it was always important to me that I knew when I came to that point where I was preparing to bury someone that I, I would want to be able to sit down with, if, if possible, the father of the woman I was preparing to marry. And so, and funny enough, in March of that year, I had surgery. So I was uh, off work for the week of, or week, week after I had the procedure, had a week off, and I was able to go back to work after that. But I, could, I wasn't supposed to drive until maybe like two weeks after that. So as soon as I was able to drive, I actually took a day off because I had a flex schedule at that job where I could get every other Friday off. We worked at 980. So the Friday I had off, I told her dad I was going to you know, be in town and have to go to lunch. And so given that Atlanta and Macon aren't necessarily next door to each other, I think he could kind of figure out why I would come down to have lunch. So drove down to Macon and we popped over to uh, Red Lobster. Because <laughs> it's across the street. Yeah. And so we popped up. So, you know, I just let him know what my plans were and that it was important to both of us that, that we let him know that. And so I would say it was great to have his blessing. Not that I didn't expect to get it given, you know, the relationship we actually had built to that point. But it was important for me to let him know my intentions in advance. So that was a, that was a you know, great conversation. He was super excited. After we spoke, he had me talk to Ashley's grandmother and Ashley's stepmom. And <laughs> it, 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 basically anybody that asked his family who was near their phone in Macon around <laughs> probably 1230 that day I, I was on the phone with. So but it was a <laughs> time to uh, let them know what I was getting ready to do. And then once I did that, the fun part began because at that point I, I had the ring. So there was a matter of figuring out how to get the ring from my safe deposit box uh, onto her left hand. So Okay. <laughs> All right. So, Ashley, did you have any idea that Ed was going to propose to you? Um, I mean, at some point, because we had gone to look at rings January 2019. Um, but there were we had several kind of things in the way. So, you know, like I knew he had his surgery and he had a few procedures kind of around that. And then. Um, we had started talking about like wedding venues and, you know, initial planning. I'll say like we started planning probably like last March, April, um, officially. So, um, you know, like looking up venues and stuff like that, but we were still just dating. And I remember like we went to Queen of Cream, our favorite, you know, like ice cream place and we were just like sitting eating ice cream and we were just like looking at the calendar and was like what date are we gonna like go with because some of these venues when you start like inquiring they want to know like what date are you talking mm -hmm. about because there's really no point in you know like discussing right. like oh okay yeah this wedding venue if we don't actually know what day you're trying to get married or what window of time exactly. so at first i think we were kind of thinking like August just because it was around the time of the first date. And so, you know, then it was like, and we get into that later. You didn't ask me all that, but um, <laughs> we're here now. So I guess, right. Oh, we were talking about Ed earlier. So mm. I know. See, I know. I'm a little right. Anyway, so. back to your question though. <laughs> um, I mean, like, because we had been having these conversations that started kind of like after his surgery, well, I feel like they 
ramped up some after his surgery. I felt like it was going to come at some point. And I had a few kind of days in mind or like windows of time where I was like, okay, maybe it'll be around this. Maybe it'll be around that. But also maybe it's not. I have no idea. Um, So I knew at some point he was going to propose. It was just a matter of when. Um, And then he ended up proposing around one of the windows that I assumed. So, of course, I know the story, but Ed, I'm going to let you take it away and tell us how was the day? Like, were you nervous when you proposed? How did you do it? Um, Did you have an elaborate plan? Like, like what all did you do to get prepared, you know, on this day that you proposed? So the uh, first answer was I nervous. The answer was yes. And mainly because of the amount of energy that had gone into planning that day, because I knew I wanted to be a certain quality of experience for both of us. But I, but I knew it actually had given me some insight into what she thought was important for that day to represent and what she wanted to be able to take away from it. So to try to meet that as close as I could was important to me. And it was, like I said, one of the windows was reference to the first time we actually met. So this would have been July, early July 13th of 2019. So basically coincided with the week of three years prior when we first met in person. So, and I knew she wanted, and I figured it should be something of significance, but I didn't want to go with something that was blatantly obvious, like her birthday, our anniversary, or even like a holiday weekend. And then I was aware that she wanted to share that with people who were close to her family and friends, but also have be insulated to that group, not necessarily in a public space or in an area where you can't really control who's there. So I was trying to find a space that could accommodate that. But I also think she wanted it to be a surprise for as long as possible until it's um, impossible to be a surprise. So trying to take all those things into consideration was my focus and founding a place that gave a semi-private feel it wasn't excessively expensive because I didn't want to spend much more money than I had to to give her the ring than on the ring itself or on the process. So tried to find a split, fixed budget that was reasonable but provided a quality experience for her, obviously, but then also the attendees. And so I spent about once I got even in the pro- after I got the ring, about two months really focusing on places that fit that criteria. And I recruited uh, some of the best resources I had available to me. Uh, that being her best friend, Tania, and my best friend, my sister. Hey, shout out to Janae. Okay, we did that. Sorry, go ahead. No problem. No problem. I appreciate it. To so help really <laughs> kind of coordinate and keep everyone updated on what was going on. Because obviously, I'm, I would know if Ashley saw me communicating with folks that I hadn't spoken to ever or if not in a long time. She's perceptive enough to mm-hmm. you know kind of start putting things together. So trying to... Keep those things to a minimum. Uh, Definitely got a lot of help from the two of you all. So I do appreciate that and did then. And that was really the key to try to get a sense of who she wanted there and what she wanted that day to feel like and find a way to capture it that would be memorable. So the day of, it was, felt very long, but I tried, I called myself trying to give myself enough activities during the day to keep myself busy. So I wasn't just sitting around waiting for the night for the event to occur. So that day, I think my sister came by because she was going to help me transport the beverages from pickup to the venue. So we have them already set at the venue. And I I was going to have my car serviced that day, 
So we take her car. So maybe it's like 10 o'clock in the morning. She pulls up to my place. I go out and hop in her car. I get into the car and look over at her. She is bawling. Like she is crying buckets of tears. She is so excited and so happy. So I'm like, oh, so everybody's like feeling this thing. Okay. So that's the time of day we're going to have. All right. So, so got over that hurdle. So we had our moment talking about, um, you know, what this day means and uh, what, how excited everybody is about it. So got that done. Then I got my car get serviced. So, and of course, anytime you go get your car serviced, if you're going for one thing, they're going to find six. So it was <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's going to take like maybe two hours. It's going to take like four. So, all right. Okay. I, I, I got time. I got time. So then you start getting to that fourth hour. Like, all right, on a schedule. Now it's not tight, but it's still, you know, don't want to get too close. And then knock that out. Then, you know, do some other errands to fill the time and finally get home, start to get ready. And so now it's just a matter of Ashley arriving and us starting our evening. And so if you know anything about Atlanta traffic, you can almost pencil in 15, 20 minutes of traffic, especially on the weekend, particularly if there's weather or the threat of weather. And of course we had both of those mm-hmm. that weekend. And it's, it happened perfectly enough that that weekend fell on the same weekend as Articulate, which is an event that takes place at Mesa Fine Art that we've gone to every year that we were together. And I had been exposed to prior to. So that was the weekend of that event. So I told her prior to that event, which we were really excited to go to, that we would have to go to a surprise birthday party for a coworker of mine. So that we would go to that event first, stay for a little bit, say happy birthday, give well wishes, then go to Articulate. So run a little bit behind schedule. So she's telling me she's running behind schedule. So I'm telling everyone else that's at the venue now, or coming to the venue that we're running a little bit behind schedule. So kind of, kind of keep the communication open, trying to keep everybody calm by everybody. I mean, myself and just working through those logistics. So she arrives, we head out. And one p- great piece of advice I got uh, was from a friend of mine, Justin, one of my groomsmen. Uh, he asked me what I plan to do with the ring box day of. And so I was racking my brain you know, thinking like, do I get one of those little hideaway boxes or do I just not use the box at all? Which was not an option because I was not paying for that ring twice. So he gave the idea, like, well, just give it to my sister to have it at the venue when you get there. So I gave it to her, gave her the box. I, had, I always kept the ring on my person. Oh, that I gave her the box that morning, kept, put the ring in you know, that coin pocket on jeans. It's like really small and you know, easy to fit stuff in securely. Yeah. Put the ring in there. So she wasn't able to see if I had like a you know, ring box in my pants pockets. And she, I was looking. She was looking. So <laughs> scored a point there. So... We get in the Uber on the way to the venue, and I, you know, I was a little nervous, but at this point, I decided to see if I can you know, have a little fun with the situation. So I just happened to casually throw out there that the person who's, who we have a surprise birthday party for is running behind. So not only do we have to go to a surprise birthday party that cuts off the time we'll spend at Articulate, we're going to have to stay later at the birthday party that cuts off the time we'll spend at Articulate. Uh, she was less than thrilled. And she proceeded to disregard me sitting in the car and just play Candy Crush for the remainder of the ride. So it was for me, actually, in a, his own funny way, was a relief. Like, okay, all right, she, she's not on the scent now because she's got something else to focus on to worry about. So that put me, put me on e- less on edge, more at ease. And got to the venue. And it looks like for this birthday party, we're the first people to arrive, which is standard among my friends if you say a party starts at eight i'm probably pulling up at like 805 so she wasn't too surprised by that 
But then, and I told myself, if we if I get to the venue and it's a surprise, after that it's all gravy. Like once we get inside the door, it it'll, it'll last how long it's supposed to last. So get inside. So we have a bar set up, food set up, the photographers, which you think is reasonable to have for a birthday party. So go into the restroom in the back, and really that's because in the back of the venue are our family and friends and the photographer and the people with the ring. So I go get the ring, come back out. And my plan, what I expected to happen was we're going to go over to a painting that's actually sitting in our living room, our dining room right now. And we're going to walk over to the painting and I'm going to ask her what she loved about it. And normally Ashley is great for giving me some insight on uh, artistic concept or theory or really good insight. So I'm going to take that and build off it and say what I love about her and then go on to the proposal. And this, for whatever reason, this was a that night she decided to keep it simple. She was like, I asked, what do you love about this painting? It's, it's pretty. It's, I like the colors. <laughs> All right. Not what I was looking for, but it's cool. <laughs> uh, so anything else you like? Anything else jump out at you? Anything else you love? It's, it's nice. Okay. This ain't gonna work. Okay. <laughs> not, not a problem. Not a problem. So I decided, you know what? I'm going to call Audible. Go ahead and take this thing. Grab the wheel. Well, let me tell you what I love. <laughs> so yeah. now I went to the uh, words I had prepared, memorized, but wanted to give it more of an authentic feel. So I just had key points I wanted to hit about the things that spoke to me about her that made me want to take the step with her. And got down on one knee. And she said yes. Uh, laughed harder than she's ever had in her life, which is funny, but it makes perfect sense of all the... Of all the reactions I had to guess, if I had to look at our time together, that's probably the most reasonable one. For her to just go into hysterical laughter. Yeah. So it was laughter to the point where people in the back couldn't tell if it was crying or laughter. So that was funny because people weren't sure until they saw afterwards. So got through the ring part. She put the ring on her hand. Well, I put the ring on her hand. And then had our closest family and friends float out of the back. And then the rest was history. It became an engagement party. Yes. Fell right yes. party. So. A fun one at that. Ashley. Yeah. How did you feel? Like, I mean, of course, I know what was going on in your mind. But, you know, tell the good people what was going on in your mind, uh, starting from the car. Okay. So from the car, um, I was getting a little frustrated because even earlier in the day, I was just kind of ready for this to happen because it had been at that point, seven months since we went looking for a ring. And I really liked the ring that, you know, so I was ready to like wear it, you know, I'm ready to get to the stage. But like when we were in the car, I forgot what, I think it was like when Ed mentioned that, you know, like um, the guest of honor and, you know, everything was going to be running behind. And so that meant, you know, we'd have to leave a little bit later. And the reason why I was so excited to get articulate that year is because we had already booked that venue as our wedding venue. So we had booked like three vendors before we had actually gotten engaged. And so even more reason for me to be like, all right, come on, hurry this up. I want to plan this whole wedding as a girlfriend. Um, and so like being in the car, I remember pulling out Candy Crush. Candy Crush is like good, safe place, you know, good fun game for me to kind of like play. But also I was thinking if at any point this is not what he's saying it is and it is something else, 
I don't want to accidentally see something prematurely. So I didn't want to like accidentally see a car, see a person, or if we weren't headed to where I thought we were headed to, like, I didn't want to ruin the surprise by being nosy or just by like looking around. So me focusing on Candy Crush was for me to just get out of my own head and just like do this because I also hate like being in the car when I'm not driving. So we get to the venue and, you know, like nothing is surprising about us being the first people there. At, like he said, we're always early and black people are always late. So that wasn't too surprising. And when he said he had to go to, you know, like we got there and he's like, I need to go to the restroom real quick. So he headed out back. He'll never go to the restroom. So I was like, is this? Nah. So I'm trying to like order my drink at the little bar and my legs start shaking. Like they're buckling. But I was like, calm down because it's probably a birthday party. Like in a second, folks are going to start coming through the door. You're going to see some of these coworkers. Like there were several, like a few of Ed's coworkers in mind that I just knew were going to like start coming through the door within minutes. So it wasn't weird to me at all. So, you know, I'm walking around looking at the different paintings and the majority of the paintings, there are very college football themed. And I'm not, well, at that time, <laughs> you know, I wasn't <laughs> that, that big on college football. So I'm just like, Auburn, Tigers, UGA Bulldogs. Like I'm seeing all these different um, mascots and I'm just like, okay. Um, but there was this one particular painting that was pretty, like, I liked the splotches of paint, how it was, you know, placed on the canvas. I can articulate that to him when he asked me because it was such kind of, to me, like a random question to ask, like, what do you like about, what do you love about this painting? Well, well, one, I don't like love it, love it. I just met it two seconds (laughs) ago. Like, it was a very beautiful painting, okay? Like, I didn't even really process what the painting was of until after the fact. It's the UGA arch. We didn't go to UGA, but (laughs) (laughs) nice painting, like, of all the paintings to kind of, like, stand in front of, that was probably the best one. Um, But it caught me off guard. And then when he did kind of like start going down his spiel and got down on one knee, I couldn't do anything but laugh because I had just complained to like you and Brittany earlier, Katie and Leslie earlier. And so it was just like, Oh, ha 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 jokes on you. You're actually getting engaged today. There is no birthday party. Ha 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 ha. And I still didn't expect like 40 people in the back to flood out the doors like mm-hmm. family reunion movie like i didn't see that coming at all and that was like just another layer to it i just felt like oh my gosh this thing was like playing down to the t y'all y'all did what you had to. it was okay. good it was good it was it was all right so moving on to the wedding planning so after you said yes to your man to the love of your life Mm-hmm. To your future baby daddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm just being extra right now. But um, I remember you saying that you all had booked three of your vendors prior to you even getting engaged. Mm-hmm. One was the venue. Then the next one was your wedding planner. Mm-hmm. And then what was the third one? Uh, our photographer. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So how did you choose your venue, your wedding planner, and then also your photographer? 
So the venue, um, I think when we just kind of like sat through, because we have the spreadsheet mm-hmm. of different wedding venues, how much it costs to book the venue, how much the food would cost, or, you know, like a good estimate, what all it entailed, like how long you could get the venue. Because some venues, if you were having a wedding, would give you a complimentary hour. Mm-hmm. Um, or some venues, the default was four hours for your ceremony and reception. So there were a lot of things that as we were kind of going through trying to process the overall experience for our guests, you know, like how long did we actually want to be there? The amount of space, not having to flip a room because, you know, like the earlier that year we got to attend a lot of weddings. So it was like being on an episode of four weddings without actually having <laughs> to like do your own, but it allowed us to kind of see some of this stuff in real life and see what worked and what didn't for us, not necessarily necessarily saying for those couples and so like one thing I just knew from like weddings I had gone to previously I didn't want like the awkwardness of when you're trying to flip a room where the guests don't know what to do there's no place for them to stand or interact or be and I just didn't want kind of that process so you know trying to like There were a lot of things. And I was like, I want a bridal suite and I wanted him to have a groom suite so that, you know, beforehand, if we didn't want to book a hotel, we could have a place that we could just go to sit chill, but also have private restrooms because I didn't want my bridesmaid to be in the main restroom as guests are coming in, trying to update, fix makeup or do, you know, tweet their hair real quick or do whatever. So there are a lot of things that um, came to mind. So we saw, you know, um, this is definitely not the first venue we looked at, mm-hmm. probably not even the first 10, because we actually start going on tours. Yep. And this had like everything. It had the amount of space. It was something we were familiar with because we would go there every summer. Like it was literally like the perfect space because it's like you have a cocktail hour here, the ceremony here, the reception here. Like there was a space for everything where we didn't have to do a flip. And there was parking on site. Like there was so much to account for, especially being in Atlanta in the city. So it was just perfect. And then once that basically by, you know, booking a venue that also meant securing your date. And um, so going back to that day at Queen of Cream, we had already know, we figured out that 10, 10, 20 was going to be our date because I was like, well, it's close to my grandparents' anniversary because I don't know why somehow in my mind I kept thinking my grandparents' anniversary was the 12th. And I know like my aunt's birthday is 11th. So I was like, cool, we're going to do 10, 11, 12. And my mom reminded me your parents, your grandparents' anniversary is actually October 10th. So like for her, my grandfather had just passed away like less than a year before. So it just was like even more of a reason to kind of like, you know, get that venue. So then after that, I had been talking to certain wedding planners beforehand. Um, He was on the call with me for some of these, just kind of like getting to know these folks. And honestly, there were so many wedding planners that were like, ooh, like, yes, her, but yes, her. And I think it really just boiled down to wanting a black wedding planner, but also that didn't just do like that black luxury style of wedding because I knew that wasn't going to be what we were about to do. And so 
seeing her Instagram and looking at the different photos of weddings she had planned before, I could see that she had done a range of ethnicities and all of that stuff and styles. And after talking to her on the phone, I was like, okay, she knows her stuff. That's cool. We move forward. Um, Selecting the wedding photographer was very easy because I had been following her since now learning probably the beginning of her photography career. I don't know how, but I think at one point I just started following like good black like wedding photographers or just wedding photographers in the Atlanta area just because I just like the photos. Um, and so when that time came, um, just reaching out to her and her style had evolved, it was just like, oh, yeah, this is, this is perfect. And so she was available and I was like, all right. So these were the three that we had booked. And I mean, at that time too, we had been speaking to like three other vendors. So the month we got engaged, by the end of the month, we had secured three more vendors. So we were basically like almost done with wedding planning by the time we got engaged because we just knew. And because I knew how popular the date was going to be, I was like, we don't have time to wait. Like we got to move on some of this stuff before they get booked. Yeah. To find out that like after, I want to say like two weeks after we booked the planner, Mm -hmm. two people inquired about our date and we were still not engaged at that point. Like I remember, um, I hadn't even really booked Lanil at that time, our floral designer. Um, but we had a meeting. It was like Courtney, Lanil and I, we were at Barnes and Nobles kind of going through colors, ideas, all the stuff. And Courtney, uh, Lanil was actually the one that told me about Courtney. And so we officially booked her after we got engaged, but it was just like, Mm-mm, we, we got to keep this train moving. And I mean, we heard from several of our vendors that, uh, yeah, people are asking about this day. People are asking about this day. People still asking. So So y'all secured them like early, early. Yeah, I think it's, um, folks don't give that enough credit, like enough praise for like securing vendors in advance before you get engaged. Cause it's like, if you were heading down that path and you know, you're getting close, you might as well start planning stuff. Even if you're not booking vendors, like start knowing what you want it to look like. Yeah. And know who you want to start contacting, start thinking about what dates you might want to, you know, kind of target or go for, because whether it's a date that means something to you or it's a date that will mean something to you moving forward, because it will be your anniversary date, like start playing all that stuff now. Like these vendors do not care if you're engaged or not, because money looks the same way. Check still clear. Hello. So how many of your vendors are black? (sighs) Um, basically all but one. Mm -hmm. Well, two, if you count the venue. For yeah, technically two are not, but pretty much every other vendor is not even of color. They black. <laughs> they black black. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've made it this far, you all know how important it is, um, or how important it is to us uh, to book black vendors, mm-hmm. people of color, however you want to say it. But it is very important to us that we that we represent our people. Right. So, all right. So, okay. So after you all did all that, like, did you all know immediately who your bridesmaids and groomsmen were going to be? Yes and no. For me. How about you, Ed? I gave, I told Ashley pretty much up front. I, I'm flexible because I know ideally they match. 
So you let me know what the number is, and I, I can get to that number pretty much from five to nine. So you let me know, and I, I'll get you there. So gotcha. I, I'm pretty comfortable. Okay. Um, and how many, if you don't mind me asking, how many is, is in the bridal party? So we technically have um, eight groomsmen and bridesmaids and one junior on both sides. So the junior on my side is Ed's uh, little cousin, Brianna, mm-hmm. who I just love. And his junior is my little brother. So DJ. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, I love your hashtag. Yes, thank you. Yes. You want to go ahead and say it? Set it, call. Okay. All right. Okay, so. Was it hard coming up with your hashtag? Yeah. It was so hard. Like, really? So, yes, we went through because we had started planning hashtags before we got engaged, too, because I just wanted us to, like, hit the ball rolling. I didn't want to have to go back and, like, edit my Instagram photos and throw the hashtag in there. I wanted it to be there so y'all knew what time it was. And so me being a very fond uh, uh, person of the movie set it off. Like, I remember watching the movie on TV because it come on TV one or one of those channels like all the time. And we had been like going back and forth, like we could do coffee season, but, you know, kind of like cuffing season. But it's like, it kind of hit, but like it could go over some people's heads. And so we were going like trying to, you know, like maybe we incorporated our first names. Like we were... It, we had like a kind of a short list of stuff that just wasn't working. Um, yeah, what did I say? I don't know. You tell them. And I said, we'll know it when we hear it. We don't uh, got to force it. True. It'll come to us. Because one thing I was like, ooh, drip too hard because that song was out in the two in the drip from coffee drip. But I was like, that's kind of like a deep cut kind of like over there. And it's not like I really bang that song real tough anyway. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I remember like watching the movie and I, I wish I could pull up the text thread where it was like, oh my gosh, like, set it cough, like, duh. Because I think what we were trying to do and probably more me was trying to kind of force the coffee thing, mm-hmm. but we don't even drink coffee like that. So it was kind of feeling like you're trying to do something it doesn't quite align with yeah what speaks to you. yeah because like even looking up other coffees that you you know like um got married whether they spelled it the same way or similarly um like we saw a few like it's coffee for two or like coffee for two i think that's actually a black couple based in atlanta too mm-hmm. but there were other ones that were kind of like really around the whole drinking coffee thing but that's not even us. But the set it cough, just like, it made so much sense once because it was like, okay, it gets you hype. Like, it has like a, it, it tells you like, oh, this, this is about to be something. Like, this wasn't about to be everything. Is you know, like, it, it lived up to kind of like the expectations, I think, 
like we had in our mind for like what we envisioned the day to look like. And because in my mind for over five years, I had been planning how I was going to propose to my (laughs) bridesmaids and it just fits so much because I always knew I wanted to do the ride or die theme. And so like set it cough, ride or die. I was like, Oh, it was just like perfect. Like God put the two together. Like, Oh my gosh, it was so great. So I love our hashtag. Like, Moving forward, when we have kids, whenever we do, like, we're still going to be using the hashtag. Ed, do you concur? Oh, yeah. I mean, I don't take too much credit for it because I don't get too much credit for it. But <laughs> it was written. You know, you know it when you hear it. And it, it, everything's, like, I don't even use coffee in my, like, handles for social media. So, you know, it, just, it, was, it was there. And we found it when the time was right. I love it. When I first heard it, I was like, yes, okay. Set a cop on the left, y'all. Set a cop on the right, y'all. Set a cop. <laughs> it's going to be played at the receptions. Oh, yeah. Yes. All right. So now that we have all that out of the way, like, let's get into this guest list. Like, how did y'all, because I know that um, in past episodes, we talked about the guest list and, you know, how it's so hard trying to get that, like, list down. How did y'all navigate that? I was pretty much ready from the get-go. Like, before I proposed to Ashley, I pretty much had my guest list mapped out. I was like, I, I like about these 80 people, and that's about it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm good here. And, you know, talk, talk to my parents about it, make sure I wasn't leaving out anybody, which I, I, I wouldn't think so. I'm actually a small family anyway, so that helped as far as not having to think about extensions of cousins and aunts and uncles beyond a certain point. So that was, it was pretty easy for me, coming from a small family. And, you know, thinking about more so that list being balanced toward college and graduate school friends. And so for me, um, my dad's side of the family is large and they are all very close with each other. And to the point where like, if COVID wasn't a thing and Essence Fest was still going on, like I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't have a Essence Fest trip. Like they go in pairs, but like in big groups. And so for me, I was like, this is going to be a thing because I knew that we would need the financial help of my dad and my mom and all of that. So with that comes the responsibility of including the guests that they would want to be there. And mentally I was always like, Ooh, 150, 175. <laughs> so I had asked my grandma who I talked to basically every day. I forgot to call it a day though. Anyway. Um, <laughs> talking to like family members and saying like, okay, I need you to provide me a list of this amount of people. And my grandma thought like, I, I said maybe like 40 people, but the list came back to like 80 because she didn't realize these 40 people are Mr. And Mrs. So it's like every one family is really two people. So that was fun. And then going through the whole process of like, who do you have to have on this list? Who do you not have to have? Because for me on my mom's side of the family, it's just me. I am the only grandchild. On my dad's side of the family, I'm the first grandchild and I am the first to get married because I am the oldest and they're excited. You know, like they want... (sighs) You, you know, like, you don't get to see people until folks die, basically. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, like, a lot of family members will come around for stuff, but sometimes you don't see people until it's a funeral, yeah. sadly, right? 
So I didn't want to be the one that was like, we can't have anyone. We can't, you know, we have to have this number, but also I didn't want to include just any and everyone because I feel like there is something about like only allowing, you know, like you don't need to have everybody at your wedding basically. So that was this whole kind of back and forth. But at one point before I accidentally deleted our whole guest list show, we were down to 225. And going with the, it started at 300, so that was an accomplishment. But going with, um, the planner was saying normally 20% don't show. I was hoping that would get us right under 200. And that, for me, would be comfortable because the venue had tables and chairs for like 205. Mm -hmm. So we were just trying to stay under that so we didn't have to rent no chairs or tables. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's a process, y'all. Yes, it sounds like it. You'll have fun because <laughs> his side is big. Yes. And I, yeah, I know a lot of people too. So yeah, yeah. girl. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we got all that stuff out of the way. So you all have been planning an in-person wedding since before y'all got engaged, mm -hmm. right? COVID hit. We all know the story. I ain't trying to get into all that, but how has it been you know, since COVID hit, like, how has been your thought process? Like, tell me like a little bit of the conversations that you two have had, trying to figure out whether or not you all were going to go ahead with the wedding on the date that you all originally planned, or if y'all were going to postpone, like, how has that been? And while we're at it, like, what are your plans for next year? I, I can tackle that first part. Once it became evident how serious the pandemic would be and how directly would impact us nationally and even locally. It was something that I think was definitely on our minds as far as more of a watch, wait and see, because, you know, March is really when things started to shut down. So at March, you're sitting more than six months out from the date, but about six months is when you're making those final payments, getting everything locked in and finalized and having the effective go or no go from that point. So as fate, luck, blessing would have it, we had, been working on the rehearsal dinner portion of planning right before that and had locked in the venue and time and everything. And in concert with that, Ashley had purchased wedding insurance in late February, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. So like literally two weeks before we started seeing the shutdowns, got you know this insurance for in the event of what have you, being able to recoup, affect most of not all money you're spending. So having that was probably a source of great relief as we navigated the even still difficult process of how we wanted to approach this wedding in this environment. So when the first hit, you're thinking, okay, six months, if we attack this thing properly, hopefully by, I, in my mind, I was always thinking July 4th is pretty much the mile marker. Like if we're in a good space by July 4th, we'll be fine. Like if people kind of lock down, shut it down get the thing under control. July 4th, things seem like they're approaching normal. All right, we'll, we'll be able to go on probably with some precaution, but effectively as is. So you get through, obviously, April, May, particularly rough. I had some you know, losses of people impacted by the virus. And then you start to get those questions, of course, too, from family and friends that, you know, are excited for you, but also think it's on their front of mind, too, because it impacts their lives of making the time to say, do I need to block out time to make this trip? Right. Or, you know, travel arrangements and is traveling safe right now, obviously. And so even, even more pointed, you know, the places that are impacted the most at that point in time, you know, Georgia and Florida, most of our 
guests are coming from those two areas. Right. So think about that was an, also another factor. And so at a certain point you do, and I, I was intentionally tried to take a step back from really trying to push those conversations because I know Ashley well enough to know that these type of things will be on the front of her mind. She's always the type of person to think through how other people are going to be impacted and to logically process and assess the situation. So I wasn't concerned that she would be the type of person to put her head in the sand and say, this is the wedding day I want to have come hella high water and it's going to happen unless the National Guard is stopping us from going through the venue. That was never really a concern of mine. If it seemed like the most practical approach was to do a reduced guest list, a social distance ceremony, or something that was, at this point, effectively virtual, uh, I was confident she would lean toward that approach and then I would support her whatever route she decided to take. So that was the method I took, and it really played out as I expected in that regard as we got more information and as timelines got extended and days approached where significant decisions had to be made as those conversations started to happen it became apparent that you work your way down that checklist you know the can we do it with that head count social distance a lighter head count and then ultimately getting to a outdoor ceremony even or at home where we landed so, i don't know if you want to tackle that second part so yeah similar to like what ed said um we just I think we were trying as hard as possible to still try to make something happen this year, but it got to a point right around, I want to say maybe around the 4th of July, maybe shortly after that sometime around there is when we kind of made that firm decision of like, all right, so this is actually not going to happen like that this year. And then we started pushing everything out to next July. So the hope and the goal is that in July of next year, we will be able to have, whether it's a vow renewal, a reception, a party, what have you, um, we will celebrate with our friends and family and probably a very scaled back guest list than what we would have originally had next year, which will be five years and one day from when we met. So it's very cute. And it will be nine months from when we actually got married. So in that process too, we then decided we are still going to get married this year. We're still going to get married on the same day because it has value. It has meaning to us, but also we didn't want that to be the thing that held us up from this part of our life. We didn't want to, you know, like do it next year. And I know there are people that are like, you know what, you don't have to postpone everything or you don't have to virtual everything. I get that for some people and you know where they are in their stages of life that's for folks that just picked a random date in the year and was just moving we didn't pick a random date of the year there's not going to be another 10 10 20 you know like for a while like yeah there will probably be other dates that are kind of cutesy like that or whatever but this just lined up so perfectly that we're still just going to go go ahead and get married on that date so we're going to get married at our house. Just me and him and my childhood pastor. I love it. I know we've had like long conversations about this. This has definitely been um, a very difficult decision to come to, especially because you are only going to be, you know, it's just going to be you and him um, and your childhood pastor. So I want to go ahead and lighten the mood a little. And let's 
pretend that, you know, that we were gathering, like, this is definitely hypothetically speaking, but let's just pretend that we are in the venue and you are still like everyone is coming in town. Let's just pretend were y'all going to stay in a hotel or, or like, were y'all going to rent an Airbnb? We were trying to figure out the details of like, cause we, that's kind of where things mm-hmm. were right. When everything stopped, we were trying mm-hmm. to figure out where were we going to get dressed I think y'all, what, because... One of my best, best men yeah. was going to rent an Airbnb. Yeah, okay. A staging area in, in close proximity to the venue. And then use that as some... Because people were coming from... Even if they live in Georgia, they have a considerable drive from Metro Atlanta. Right. So trying to find a place they could crash the morning of night after. And I think for us, we were trying to find what hotel were we going to stay at mm-hmm. that night. For me, I think I was going to probably lean towards getting a hotel suite or something mm-hmm. and getting dressed there. So all the girls would have like come to whatever this suite was. And the preferred um, route would have been like whatever hotel we were going to stay in the night after, like the night of the wedding right. would have been the same hotel I would have stayed in like that Friday before exactly. or even Thursday, just so that it's easy to kind of transition belongings from this room to another instead of having to like go to a whole different venue and do that whole thing or uh, not venue hotel room. So, yeah. Okay. You know, after y'all have gotten ready and stuff, you know, y'all look like, yes, you know, um, were y'all going to do a first look? Because, you know, that's, Huge thing, you know, like we had a whole episode on that with Ashley Nicole. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to her. But were y'all going to do a first look? We were not because my mom was so like, I part of me also just wanted the feeling of like seeing him at the altar um, instead of seeing him beforehand. Um, so we weren't going to do that. And my mom was very like, you know, traditionally, blah, blah, blah. And like, I get that. But also, like, you get 40% more photos. So, you know, we weren't going to, but now we will likely end up <laughs> just because of the... Well, who else did it look at? Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, this isn't your... We have more room yeah. for that. But even, like, with that being said, because... We will have already been married when we do the reception next year. We are probably like way more open to having a first look next year. So we can just get those photos because it's like, oh, you just seeing me in this dress. Like, you know, the vibes. Right. Okay. Okay. So we've gotten that part out the way. Now, Ed, what's. Like, are you choosing, like, a traditional, like, song to walk down the aisle? Like, you know, like, the groomsmen and, like, the groom, like, they come down the aisle first, right? Um, were you going to choose your own song? Or was Ashley going to choose a song? Like, I have a song, and I cannot share it at this time because I still plan to use it. Okay. Yeah, I do have a song. But she's asking about the groomsmen yeah. for next year. Okay. And I would use... Ideally, use the same song for them. So I know we were debating whether or not we wanted to have the groomsmen go in conjunction with the bridesmaids or go separately. Yeah. So that would be contingent upon that. Oh, yeah, that is right. I don't know what I was thinking. We've, but yeah. seen, we've seen the weddings go both ways, right. where it's like the 
they enter in separately or they enter in together. Right. So, yeah. Ashley, mm-hmm. now were you going to go with the traditional boom, boom, ba-dum, boom, boom, ba-dum? I don't even know what that's called. And we even have it like, or like we have it remixed. <laughs> it's you know, a- but yeah, it's our intro and our outro, but. I thought it was a, the wedding march, yeah. Okay, but oh. like, don't nobody know the name of that. I thought, it was, I thought it was called. Yeah, but don't nobody know oh, the name bad. of that. That's <laughs> it's called Wedding March, I guess, but like, nobody just knows that. It's like the wedding song. Gotcha. Yeah, we just say, dude, 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 Yeah, I think like, I have, and even still, I'm glad I have like a kind of a handful of songs I've been kind of going through in my mind where it's like oh, okay i could probably do this one this year or that one next year but then i still have extra to spare so we'll see but yeah i was gonna probably just pick a song that spoke to me and how i felt and okay what? that makes sense that makes sense all right so you know y'all down the aisle you know i'm already up there looking beautiful you know okay and- <laughs> um are you all doing like the tra- i don't even know what they're called uh like like are you all repeating what the pastor says or are you all writing your own vows i think we were leading to writing our own yeah i didn't know because i wasn't sure like with us doing the letter beforehand mm. if we were gonna write a letter to each other and do the vows or just how we were gonna do it i have no idea so i had both on deck so i'm good Oh, God. Okay, Ed. Ed said he stay prepared. <laughs> All right, so ceremony's over, right? Mm-hmm. We head on to the reception, or no cocktail hour. You know, you, yeah. yeah, you know. Well, you going to take pictures outside <laughs> with us? But yes, I mean, of course, of course. Are you going to have? Uh, each of the groomsmen and bridesmaids pick their own song to come into, to come into the hall? Or are y'all just going to like play one full song and like just have us just walk down and dance, you know? So this was something we were going back and forth about, like... Healthy debate. (laughs) Yeah, and it was mostly because I think where we landed was what was save the most time because we're just trying to enjoy the reception at as much as possible so mm-hmm. like all this like preliminary stuff anything we could shave some time seconds minutes off of that's what we were going to do so i think we decided we were just going to play like one song or like have all the groomsmen come right. in to one song have all the bridesmaids come in to another song and then like we would come in so it's like three songs not like this individual thing because we got too many people and we just trying to party right Okay, makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, so we get through that point or whatever, you know, you have the first dance and everything like that. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Now, plate it or buffet? <laughs> Are you asking what we prefer or what we were going to have? Like what we were going to have. Like pretend COVID is, like, is non-existent. Yeah. Y'all was going to have a man buffet. Mm-hmm. So it's funny that we're actually like at the forefront of like, that's what buffets are about to look like. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what we was finna give y'all because I don't trust how much black folks put on a plate. So <laughs> I want, but also I think there's a certain level of like experience right. that we wanted because people plate, get served. Yeah. And with, you know, being a foodie and all, like we knew how much, that whole food experience would 
like we had to come strong with a good like food experience or else like everybody would look at us crazy. And so um, we didn't want just like your standard buffet because if you were at a restaurant, you wouldn't be at a buffet style restaurant likely. Um, So we wanted to give you, even though like, yes, it would be a buffet. Someone would be serving you. Someone would be putting the food on your plate, making you feel a little special. So specialty cocktail, open bar, like, like what was that going to look like? Open bar? Ooh, yes. Perfect. Okay. All right. Cool. Open bar. We were going to have some specialty cocktails. We hadn't really like decided back then like what they would be, but likely something he would drink, something I would drink. And then we would have a coffee based drink. Um, that of course, you know, is more of like the signature cocktail, um, which we are still implementing signature cocktails at our um, wedding in next weekend. <laughs> I almost said two weeks. It's not two weeks. It's right. less than that. Mm-hmm. So dinner's out of the way. We ready to dance. We ready to party. Okay. DJ or band? DJ. <laughs> yeah, DJ. We okay. At one point, though, think of a band. Like, I was really, really yes. trying to get grits and jelly butter for, like, a good minute. They're really good, though. Yes. They are. They are. And maybe, like... We could get them for next year or a birthday party. Or This is true. Yeah. If there's anyone out there listening, because we know that our audience has grown. If y'all have a connect, that's true. let us know. That is true. Let us know. We know Atlanta is small. So come through. Atlanta is small. Yes. It's big and small at the same time. It's so weird. Anyway. All right. So. This question I've been wanting to ask because I know that Ed, I feel like you're for it. And Ashley, you're against it. Swag surf or the Tootsie Slide? Oh, oh swag surf. Thousand percent. Neither. Thousand percent. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all gotta get your little swag surf off. And that's when I get to go around and speak to the old people. There you go. But you know what? Honestly, I would have to be in the swag surf photos because then folks would look back and be like, oh, you having such a good time where is ashley rolling my eyes right y'all in this swag sir thank you ed all right truth the power Mm -hmm. and that concludes all of my questions really i thought you yes okay no i wanted to end it off you know on like you know on a high note okay we're gonna move into the unsolicited advice ashley take it away Okay. And actually, I really think this is advice I've given in the past before, but based off my wonderful fiance and his story of how he proposed, I just wanted to share uh, with everyone something that, you know, speaking again to the grooms and uh, the women uh, that might get down on one knee, practice your lunges beforehand. So you, you know how to do it. And do it in the outfit that you would likely wear when you pop the question. So, you know, yep. you know how to get down and get back up. Don't skip leg day. Yeah. Stay at it. That's what you <laughs> so. Stay ready. You ain't got to get ready. All right. Okay. Amen. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, that's that was it. Okay. Now, I'm going to put a little twist to this. Ed, do you have any unsolicited advice mm-hmm. for the men out there? I do, actually. <laughs> Come on. I would say uh, that relates to the proposal uh, to any gentlemen that are considering in the process of or plan to in the future propose. Uh, to oneself, always be true. You will always have people that say it should have been done sooner. 
or maybe um, later or maybe differently. But at the end of the day, you have one goal. That is to get that person to that answer you're seeking and to get that ring on that hand. Everything else is noise. Just focus on the main goal. And I got another piece of advice. Come on now. <laughs> um, if anyone comments on your page with finally or it's about time or... You know, I'm so glad that you finally said it. I was tired of holding it. Block those people out your life because they are trying to, like, hijack your moment. This ain't about you. This is not about you. And people see that in the comments and they get annoyed. Like, there are people that will see that in the comments that, like, you might even be the maid of honor to be or someone in the bridal party, maybe a greeter, an usher, someone close to the wedding party, maybe a member of the bachelorette trip. Um, don't be that person because it's frustrating and it's annoying. Like if you are the person getting engaged and it has been a significant amount of time, that person has likely been sweating bullets way more than you. You just being nosy on this Instagram page or Facebook or whatever. So don't be that person. Hold that comment to yourself. Like, or you could even share that comment maybe with the bride later if you felt like she would receive it properly. But chances are she won't. So don't. Just like, don't be that person to hijack someone else's moment, whether you knew about it all along, whether you were just a random kind of observer and just just don't be that person because those are like literally the worst people of all time like i'm i'm glad we didn't have i don't think we really had any of those yeah they they probably would have gotten that block or reported a spam (laughs) so that's that take us to the wedding vendor yes now it's time for the wedding vendor love so ed i'm gonna have you go first i know ladies go first but since technically you are our guest i'm gonna have you go first and so go ahead take it away okay i'll be providing a vendor that is black that specializes in made to measure suits he actually made the outfit or suit i'll be wearing for our july ceremony and the company is uh, known as lauren spratt and that's spelled L-O-R-E-N, Spratt, S-P-R-A-T-T. And the gentleman I had the pleasure of working with is Mario McMillan. And it's based out of Atlanta. And Mario did a great job of providing a truly tailor-made experience. So if you're on any end of the spectrum as it relates to fashion, whether you're a blank slate looking for all guidance or you know exactly what you want and just need someone to execute, he can meet you where you are give you an insight as far as talking to your vision, giving you some ideas, taking your ideas, executing a vision, and very easy to work with, highly professional, and at a price point that uh, is very great relative to the quality. So Lauren Spratt, and they can be located on Instagram, at Lauren Spratt, all together, L-O-R-E-N-S-P-R-A-T-T, and tell them Ed sent you. Very nice. Ashley, who do you have this week? So I'm going to shout out the videographer team that will be um, taking care of our October wedding. And that is Jalen and Ari. Um, They are a husband and wife duo. Um, They got married last year. Um, Their photographer is our photographer. Um, And that's actually how we found out about them. They're also black. So yay. And they're this cute little couple. Um, We met them for the first time 
uh, over the weekend and very, very sweet, very nice. Um, you can tell that they have a passion for what they do and their work is amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm so, so here for, um, black owned, you know, vendors every single week. That's really my goal every now and then, you know, I don't, but (laughs) for the most part, I'm always trying to find, especially videographers. I feel like it's just so hard to find like good quality black videographers. So art of you wedding is their Instagram account. So very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, this week I have a, a wine and spirit brand. Uh, they are black owned, uh, Robin and Andrea. Of course, I think many of you have heard of them. They're the McBride sisters. Oh. Um, yeah, they're based out of, uh, California and, um, you can actually order online and they'll ship everything to you. Of course, as I said before, we're everything black owned and I wanted to shout them out this week um, just because it's important, you know, because at every wedding, what do we have? Wine, spirits, Mm -hmm. you know? So why not shout out um, a brand that is black owned? So definitely look them up. Of course, their IG is McBride Sisters and um, you can find them online at www.McBrideSisters.com and look them up. All right. That's who I have this week. For the sake of Tania, being such a gracious host. Definitely. Y'all can find us individually. Ed is on Twitter as at Ed B winning. B as in Bravo. Yes. Um, on Instagram, he's Ed cough, uh, or you can follow his craft beer, um, Instagram, which is craft coffee, coffee with an I, not two E's. So I E not E. Um, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter and everywhere is Dimitosh. And the account itself, you can find Hugh I Do on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook um, at Hugh I Do Wed. You can find Tania at Bell Cerie on Twitter, but she don't really be there on Instagram mostly. You can find the website at HughIDo.com. Email us, wed at gmail.com. Well, thank you, Ashley, for giving good people, um, you know, where they could find us. Yes. At, I appreciate you. I just want to say thank you all for answering all of my questions. This was a great episode today. Um, you know, I just love y'all. Likewise, Curly. Yes, 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 yes. If you all have any questions for the lovely couple, please send them our way. And maybe one day we'll have them back on post-wedding, post-virtual wedding. Girl, this is half my show. I'll be back on next week. She went the couple. Oh. Yes, the couple. Can you let me do my thing? Thank you. So, as I was stating before, before I was so rudely interrupted, mm-hmm. that, you know, if you have any questions, you know, let us know. Um, we will have them on post-COVID, um, not post-COVID, but post-virtual wedding. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we'll talk to them a little bit more about, you know, their experience and maybe a mini episode. But we would definitely want to know how everything went. We also want to know how the virtual uh bridal shower went and then also the virtual bachelor party went because you know we're doing everything virtual so be on the lookout for those episodes in the future 
Okay. You did such a great job. Yes, today. we appreciate it. Thank you. Y'all. You know what? I'm gonna tell y'all a little story and then we're gonna get out of here. Okay. <laughs> Ashley, you know, Ashley usually comes up with a question and you know, one day I tried to, you know, help her out. And Ashley just threw out all my questions. <laughs> and so I was just like, oh, okay, my feelings aren't hurt, but yeah, okay. So, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, you all enjoyed my questions. They were a little bit different. You know, of course, I asked some questions that we usually ask our guests on the show, but, you know, I want to just, you know, switch it up. So I'm happy, you know, you giving me my credit. So that's all I want. There you go. Awesome. Well, thank you, Ed, so much for joining us today. <laughs> He'll be back. Yes. Thank you so much for being so open and transparent with us. Yeah. Um, all right, y'all. All right. Have a good one. Bye, Tania. Bye.